Not a single, not a double, but a triple. Welcome to the Triple Option Podcast with Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. podcast i am co-host Devin boss and with me is of course the lovely co-host ryan gregory <laughs> um you know it, it's been already crazy off season there's been things that have been under the works and um we got a lot to talk about um uh, today on this podcast and uh i know this isn't usually how i open it because i didn't ask ryan how are you today ryan <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking now? Yep. Or are you le- okay, now you're asking. I'm doing good, man. Reporting live from Madison, Wisconsin. I am the reason that we have taken so long to uh, get back on the airwaves, but uh, finally got up to my new job up here in, uh, in Sun Prairie and, and finally settling down. So we're hoping to get, get some more consistent content pumping back out. Yes, sir. How so- are you doing, man? How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. You know, well... Depending on, you know, what day you ask in terms of, you know, what's going on in the college football world. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, you know, the Olympics have been going on. We've been enjoying that. Um, fact, Caleb you know, Lynn is in, in his happy place. He's in his – he's very much in his happy place. <laughs> I have, unless you spoil it for him. Yeah, unless you spoil it for him. I have mine fired up on my phone right now as a podcast because, you know, I got to make sure to see that 1500 race. I think that's tonight. Uh, so anyways, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got a lot to come on this one. Um, it's going to be a little bit, just a little bit different than, you know, what we've done in the past. It's just literally just us. I mean, it's literally just us talking. That's it. (laughs) This is just, this is just straight opinion coming at you folks. This is what you sign up for. I mean, (laughs) analysis, but mainly opinion. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just spark it off. I mean, college football world knows it by this point. Everybody knows it, even if you're not even a college football fan. Oklahoma and Texas decided to spurn the Big 12 to join the SEC in something that was very, very clearly in the works for a long time. Just somehow, some way, uh, able to keep it from any reporter's nose. Uh, until just now. Yeah, this is kind of a kind of a big thing, right? Absolutely, and I, I never thought that it was going to be teams leaving the Big Twelve. I always thought it was going to be them kind of shedding their lesser teams and packing on more power at the top. But now it looks like they're just going to crumble. Absolutely, if they're if their two biggest names are going to jump ship. Yeah, it's it's looking a little daunting for the Big Twelve, and um, you know, honestly, we we might as well just get into that part first. So, like, what does this mean for the Big Twelve? I mean, it's very clear uh, they got plenty of options. Um, they can dissolve. They can try and bring you know band people together. Uh, bring in new schools. You know, in the past, they've been quite picky uh, on 
you know, expansion, what teams they apparently think deserve to get in. They've spurned quite a couple group of five schools. Uh, but now they don't really have a choice if they want to stick together. So uh, what do you think it means for the Big 12? I would like to counter your question with a question. Okay. Is the is the Big 12 even power five anymore if they replace Oklahoma and Texas with, let's just go with two old Big 12 members and say Nebraska and Colorado? Is it even a, a power five anymore in your eyes? I think the AAC is better than them if Oklahoma and Texas are replaced by two lesser schools. I, I would happen to think that I would agree. Maybe not... Maybe not from like a you know flashy perspective, but from a straight performance perspective, yeah, I would I would say the AC is probably better than them at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think what it means for the Big Twelve is it is now it is now both parts. It's both what I thought they should do and now what they have to do because I thought they should just reach for bigger dogs. Now they gotta they gotta shed the dead weight, put on big dogs. And also find some names to to replace true blue bloods like Oklahoma and Texas, which is I think too tall of an ask. I think I think we've seen the last of the Big Twelve being an actual like force when it comes to college football. Yeah, I mean it's it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, oh, yeah, don't get me wrong, it sucks. It it does to see him crumple, and um, you know, I I read a thing um, about how. You know, other Power Five conferences, if in the case that uh, the Big 12 crumples, they don't really know how to value a lot of the members because some of them aren't up to the academic prestige that they'd like. And so it's like, what, you know, where would those teams go? Because if the Pac-12 doesn't want you, what, what happens there? I mean, I'm sure... If it were to happen, I'm sure the Pac-12 would probably pick up at least one of the Texas schools. Uh, but outside of that, it's like likely TCU. And so, like, yeah, I really don't know, uh, you know, where any of those schools would really go because it's like it's kind of dead in the middle of the country, and the SEC is already getting way too big to add more teams the big tens just like i mean they would probably consider it but i feel like aside from like iowa state and kansas and they're probably not even gonna mess with kansas state uh that's kind of like out of their reach going that far south and, i mean so are Rutgers and maryland right exactly that's what i was saying i mean at that point, you know, why would they care? But it's just, you know, it's it's a confusing thing for a lot of them. And, you know, some of them, it's like like with, with T-Tech, uh, I mean, yeah, like the Big 12 was their perfect fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what where, where else to slot them. If Tech isn't getting carried along by the Big 12, then they're literally a CUSA team. <laughs> like it, it's just a bit too in the middle of nowhere. It's they're buoyed in recruiting by the the stature of the conference. But if they lose the Big Twelve, they are they are heading for a, a historically bad fall from grace. Yeah, and you know at this point, I gotta assume the next highest tier team in terms of football that would 
you know, be a big ad for any conference would be Oklahoma State. Exactly uh, what I was going to say. That's about all the Big 12 has at this. I mean, TCU is obviously not that bad of an ad, but I mean, yeah, Oklahoma State would be the hot commodity if the Big 12 were to implode. I think a four-team package of Baylor, Kansas, um, TCU, and Oklahoma State would be a pretty intriguing offer to some to something like the Pac-12. Have them kick someone I don't know, but or just keep expanding. But the four of those teams should get picked up pretty easily. But it's gonna Iowa State's a hard sell. Texas Tech is a hard sell. Kansas State is a hard sell. See, but Iowa State makes a lot of sense in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Like, not only do you get to have a rivalry that would bring tons of money to the conference, but, like, I don't even think Iowa State's that bad of a school academically, though I can't confirm that because I do not live in Iowa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Big Ten takes the academics pretty serious. I mean, I think I would Iowa State would be a pretty solid ad to the Big Ten. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, uh, they'd be the easiest of the of the hard sells to to figure out. Yeah, it yeah. it does make sense with the Big Ten. Uh, I that's yeah. I mean, Kansas makes a lot of sense just as an overall school. Obviously, not in terms of a football program. Not football. Yeah, uh, but as an overall competitive school, yeah, that just I, I get why the Big Ten would want Kansas. Um, I mean, hey, when when Rutgers joined the Big Ten, they were pretty easily considered the worst of the of the big schools in football, yeah. and now they're rounding in form. Yeah, it, it was it took an inspired hire by Rutgers to go back to Shiano, but and so Kansas would have to make a Kansas just made a great hire is themselves. So, I mean, it's not it's not crazy to think that Kansas could round in form, yeah, be competitive at least. That's true. Well, um, in other terms of that, like it's it's just crazy. Um, you know, to be fair, the Big Twelve and SEC, you know, did shred a former conference apart uh, mm-hmm. and ate it, ate it all up, <laughs> and now the Big Twelve is seeing the same thing happen to it by the big old SEC. Um, which sucks. You hate to see this freaking stuff, but uh, this is the college football that we're heading to. But uh, before we go further, uh, we, we definitely need to discuss the actual stars of the show, Oklahoma and Texas. Um, you know, how do we expect they fare? I mean, in, in my opinion, I feel like I have no quarrels with Oklahoma being in the SEC. I feel like they will be fine. But Texas, yikes. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a so they're saying this would happen about 24, right? Like the yeah, actual... It's like 2024, 2025 area. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to project that far, but all we can all we can use is the current data that we're given. And Oklahoma is only getting better. That defense is really rounding into form. Uh, they still have Alex Grinch co- coaching the defense, correct? I do believe. Okay, so he, he's getting the ship right in Oklahoma. And they, they're actually competent on that side of the ball now. It is they're like uncharacteristically great right now defensively. I think they're gonna have a really good season. 
So yeah, no qualms with Oklahoma, but yeah, Texas has been spinning their wheels for so so long. They're gonna they're just gonna be like Western Arkansas, where they just like put some scares in you sometimes. But at the end of the day, it's just Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I honestly couldn't really agree more. Um, it's it's gonna be brutal for them, and for Texas and you know like um it was very clear this is just a money move has nothing to do with that you know performance but right exactly uh, regardless I mean in my opinion it's like you can only sell people on prestige in my opinion for so long before it just kind of runs dry I mean look at Nebraska I mean Right. No one takes them serious anymore. Right. And I feel like that has just completely died down. They're a laughing stock of the Big Ten. And I feel like, you know, once once prestige runs out, it's like what what are they gonna do? <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> you build prestige by having a winning program. You're already not winning the Big Twelve. You're already in a way a joke. I mean Quinn Ewers burns you for Ohio State and then (laughs) (laughs) and then you're going to decide to go to the SEC where you're just going to get tossed around and picked apart like it just doesn't make sense to me from a a competitive standpoint but again money talks and you know it's kind of nonsense for me to even say anything about it but it's just it just makes me mad it's like what I don't know it just Nothing's judged competitively. Yeah, I th- I think there's you, you can only look at the Texas situation in extremes. I believe I think that either they go in, they're overwhelmed, and they can't hang with the big the big big boys when it comes to recruiting, and they just get their lunch eaten, and they shrink into mediocrity, or having that SEC shield behind them in the great in the best recruiting ground that isn't Florida like takes them over the top. I think that the, it's, it's one or the other. I don't think that Texas is going to be like, Oh yeah. Another good nine and three season for Texas. I think it's going to be the doldrums of four wins a year, or they reach like ultimate power when Saban finally retires from Bama. Oh, what a day that'll be. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, Dancing in the street. So what do you think? Other SEC members should feel, and I, I specifically am pointing to Texas A&M and Missouri. Uh, these two obviously ditched the Big Twelve to get out of that shadow, especially Texas A&M, who had been the little brother for God knows how long. They joined the SEC. Johnny Manziel comes through. They become these like the super superstar team. You know, they start bringing in recruiting classes. Uh, they get Jimbo Fisher there. Uh, still working on, you know, getting them to the very top, but they're obviously making pretty big strides with how well they've done in recruiting. And now you got Texas coming back in. Now, I mean, in my opinion, Tamu can can look at it like two ways. It's like, okay, yeah, back then we were a different program. Uh, We did want to get out of your shadow. And now we just want to, like obliterate you <laughs> or <laughs> or they're just they're just completely salty because it's like we just escaped this and you're just gonna follow it 
it's like, okay, so now we're going to get overshadowed again. I don't really know. Uh, I don't really blame them for disliking this move. Yeah, I think that every team west of the Mississippi has every reason to be pissed off that those two teams are coming in. Because obviously, they're going to be in the west side of the division. And depending on how they shake that out, the west could be somehow even more challenging. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, specifically Mizzou and Texas A&M and most of all, most of all Texas A&M. Yeah, Arkansas Arkansas too. too. Yeah, I think specifically those three because that is that is eating up on their SEC recruiting ground that they had fair share of, and you know, like you said, they they did left the Big Twelve for a reason. <laughs> they weren't there's a lot of reasons they went to the SEC, but I'm sure to not play those guys anymore, specifically in A and M's case, was was quite a deciding factor. So to be kind of back to be back to square one with that is just frustrating for all those former former members now in the SEC. But even more so, I feel like you'd be more frustrating with the fact that the SEC was pretty much just doing this behind their backs. Oh, yeah, more so that. No input for it at all. Not that it would have mattered, but yeah, I mean, like if you're Texas A&M and you're looking at this and you're like, I mean, they're not going to move. They're not going to move out of the conference. That wouldn't make any sense for them. No. Uh, But at the same time, I feel like, yeah, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold to do that to, you know, one of your current members for a team that's not even a member. Thing is, they got to pass the vote. And if A&M and Mizzou can convince enough of the other schools that they don't need Texas and Oklahoma, they might just get vetoed from even coming in. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be hard because that's the thing is like, a lot of these schools are, and it, it really is strictly financial. They're just looking at it as, a, as I mean, just extra money. I mean, really, it's more money for us. So why would we care? And it's a very short-term optimist thinking. And while Oklahoma is going to bring, you know, obviously tons of talent and, uh, uh, I don't know, TV to, to the SEC, even though they get it, constantly every week um i feel like they should be worried you know the south carolinas the arkansas the mississippis uh all these teams should be worried because what's stopping texas alabama georgia florida from doing the same thing to them Mm -hmm. going behind their backs forming you know some type of greater league where it's like elites exactly it's it's seriously something that i feel should be worrisome because if the big 12 or you know if if oklahoma in texas is willing to just do this you know secretly just like that Hmm. yeah i mean there's really nothing stopping any the sec members doing that to the lesser schools yeah it's obvious that no one really cares about what you know south carolina has to say about any of this so yeah. you're right. There, there is certainly reason to worry for the smaller SEC schools. Well, how about we just jump in to our general thoughts on OU and UT? Um, I mean, I guess we kind of did explain that just a little bit, but like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm still like just so kind of shocked by it. Really, just. I, do, do you think it's the right move for Oklahoma and Texas overall? Can, see, that's the tough part. Is it's like Oklahoma, sure. I, that's the thing. I have no exactly with Oklahoma going. It makes sense because Oklahoma is consistently dominating the Big Twelve, and the lower tier schools are just kind of putting a damper on their record. And for them, it makes sense. But for a team like UT, who hasn't won the Big 12 in I don't know how long. Or at least, you know, been legitimately competitive. And I don't know how long since Mac Brown. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's so weird that they're a package deal from so many sides. Like one, since when does UT and OU work together? Right. In anything. Right. And like if if the SEC wanted to keep up their their image of elite baseball, elite football, you grab Oklahoma and Clemson and leave the Big 12 and the ACC to rot without their best teams. I I'd, It's weird that it is a package deal of Oklahoma and Texas. Like I get Texas has one of the most ravenous fan bases and the Longhorn Network. But now that's just going to clash with the SEC network. Yeah. It, it's the biggest question mark, as you have been alluding to this whole time, is the Texas part of it. If it was just Oklahoma, I don't think many people would be batting an eye. They're just like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. They've been dominating that league. Why not go somewhere where they're more fairly challenged in football? But the fact that they have linked arms and are like, we're in this together and are taking this jump makes it makes it a little weird and a little bit harder to sort out exactly if this is the best move. It is weird. It really is weird. And, uh, you know, for the SEC, uh, we're finally, I feel like we're finally going to get correct conferences. Oh, please get Mizzou out of the East. Please. Yes. Uh, we're finally going to correct all that, which is already kind of, quite weird um we'll finally get a split there but yeah i mean this whole move it's just fresh it's odd um yeah if we're going geographically may i read you what the east and west of the sec would look like yeah 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 go ahead all right so if we're just going a split down the middle where the teams would land with the additions of oklahoma and texas in the east we have of course, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, UK, and Vandy still. But it adds Bama and Auburn. Yep. And then in the West, uh, you still have A&M, LSU, Arkansas, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Mizzou, Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the conferences, the sides – sound it sounds like the east would be more hard more difficult now oh absolutely oh, which God. is a a stark turn but bama auburn florida georgia and georgia. all fighting just to win the east yeah but the west is no no cakewalk either i mean no. a&m's been a top 10 team pretty consistently lsu recent natty oklahoma 
sometimes the Mississippis are good. Like the SEC would be an absolute bloodbath. Do you think it's better or worse for the SEC that the competition's that much harder now? Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest here. It's still Bama's show. If we're going, if we're upping the um, playoff, right, to more teams, regardless uh-huh. if it's 12 or 8, you're just leaving more room for them to include more SEC teams. Honestly. Yep. Uh, and with that brutal of a schedule, Every single year, it won't matter if a team has two losses to two good SEC teams within the SEC. Like two or three, they'll still get considered for the playoff. Yep. Uh, Especially which is another another bad thing, uh, in my opinion. Uh, or I guess I guess that's just in my opinion. But that is kind of a negative effect for the rest of the group. Uh, sorry, Power Five. Uh, and I feel like this move is definitely going to put a little bit of panic into the other Power 5 programs that isn't the Big 12. Also, if, if the playoffs expanding, OU is giving up their auto bid every year. Yes. Literally, they can cakewalk through the Big 12, which is still considered a, a Power 5, win it year in, year out, and just go to the playoff every single year. Yeah. It is way more likely to get tripped up in the superpower SEC than it is against, you know, Kansas. Exactly. Which is also another slightly confusing thing because regardless, whoever won the Big 12 was still being regarded as one of the usually one of the top six best teams in the nation. It didn't one really lost Big Twelve champ goes to the playoff. Yeah. Most most of the time, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't remember how high Oklahoma State got there for a minute, but I remember they were pretty high when they were leading the conference. Yep. So, uh, the best yeah. Big Twelve team gets respect. They get they have clout, right? And that is, I mean, also interestingly enough, the the Big Twelve. I mean, they were making more money than the ACC was. And they still decided to pull out. They still decided that it wasn't enough money. Yeah, got to have the most money, obviously. <laughs> well, uh, with with conference realignment looming, and we're going to get into more conference realignment stuff later, but um, what does this move, you think, mean for the group of five moving forward because it's clear that conferences are seemingly just going to try and get stronger uh maybe some of these group of five teams get picked up but from most indications outside of the big 12 needing teams it seems like these conferences hardly want to expand yeah i mean in, in our dream world, it is it is a cluster, and we are we're flying all over the place. Everyone's in a new thing, and teams that are deserving move up, and teams that are deserving or are not deserving move down, so on and so forth. But I really think it's just going to be Big Twelve picks up Boise, and I don't know Houston, and that's the last that we hear about it. I, I as much as I would love for the group of five to kind of 
get more of a shine from this and like a true realignment, I think it's just going to be two two long time elites at the group of five get their chance, and then that's about it. All right, so I you know I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I'm just going to dive right into it. I read this article and it it kind of convinced me, and I can see it happening. Like we're heading down a dark path in college football, in my opinion, because things just simply aren't the way that they used to be. Uh, you know, back when we were younger, uh, things were just, I mean, we're tradition based, competitive based. Nowadays they're money based. Um, and that's not to say money never played a part in it, but, uh, just with how things are going, it seems as though, money is the number one goal and you're ripping apart long-standing traditions, long-standing rivalries, everything that made college football, college football, it's starting to go away. And with this path of, you know, OU and Texas joining the SEC, it kind of worries me a little bit into what some would consider like a formation of, what you'd consider like a super league, like what, uh, you know, soccer was trying to do overseas um, to where, you know, some of the best Big Ten teams, i.e. Ohio State, uh, or maybe considering Michigan or, uh, you know, uh, and the SEC teams, Bama and ACC teams, Clemson, you know, stuff like that. They all get into one giant, maybe not giant, but just one conference in general and duke it out and that's really what all is considered to be it and this it feels like it's going on this path where it's like a mini nfl and then everybody else i'm a little bit worried about it because like this is the sport that i've loved for god knows how long and I, i feel like it's just slipping away at the grasp like everything we love about it is just slipping away and it kind of hurts. I'm not going to lie. It just it hurts. Yeah, it's an absolutely fair point to think that there, there's going to be the Blue Blood Conference and then everyone else can fight for scraps at the bottom. It, it is certainly, it's aiming towards that. And you're right, it is, it is horrible for the sport. And I truly hope that there's some sort of balance maintained and that money doesn't conquer all. And it's like... Like at this point, if things were to considerably keep going this way, like it wouldn't shock me if the group of five just breaks off altogether and just basically is like a league of its own. And it sucks. (laughs) It's seriously terrible. Honestly, they should just so they can have their own playoff and feel like there's something to play for. Yeah. Because they've had no reason to feel uplifted about it so far. Certainly not. And I know there was already, you know, discussions to consider that because of what was going on with the college football playoff in the 14 format. Uh, but with the way things seem to be heading, though, we can't, you know, confirm any of that would continue going on that way. Um, it does seem a little grim. I'm hoping it doesn't go back that way. I, I hope that, you know, traditions live on, uh, or maybe a realignment, you know, brings back some traditions. Um, cough, cough, West Virginia pit. 
<laughs> but just in general, um, yeah. Yeah. Sad scene. Sad scene. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. <laughs> so anyways, uh, in a more uh, positive scene, uh, Ryan and I decided that we would make... <laughs> A total conference realignment to what <laughs> our dreams would be. Uh, these conference realignments are never in the sake of humanity going to happen. But if we had to choose <laughs> what teams went where, and there is no other considerations, just the fact that they would be there, they'd be competitive, uh, even if it was geographic a little bit, some of them are geographic, of course, uh, just where teams make sense and where teams would be competitive. Uh, and uh, we we're both pretty excited about this. So uh, I'll, let, I'll let Ryan take the floor with his uh, little his little thing. All right. So me being me, I did like way too much with mine. And Devin's is at least rational. Whereas I'm like, send this East Coast team to the Pac-12. <laughs> so I won't get too too in depth, but I will say, uh, I'll I'll read off the the FCS teams that I brought up to Division One A, and I will give two wow factor moves that I think uh, nobody would really see coming. Okay. So list a list of uh, FCS schools in the MAC. I put Dayton in the East and Missouri State and Southern Illinois in the West. In the CUSA, I brought up Richmond and Delaware in the East. Sunbelt really got some some love from the FCS. I put James Madison, Jacksonville State, uh, Abilene Christian, and Sam Houston State in there. And then in the Mountain West, I threw both North Dakota State and South Dakota State in the Mountain Conference and Eastern Washington in the Western conference and two, two wow factor moves that I made independent of, you know, putting Oklahoma and Texas in the sec, which was, you know, the point of this whole exercise (laughs) is, is I rewarded Memphis for their, for their performance with an invitation to the ACC, which uh, I, I think would be a wise move for both sides. I think that the ACC would be wise to, to, to include them. And then uh, way down there in the CUSA, I chose to boot Wake Forest because they're not good at anything anymore. <laughs> Devin, the yeah. floor is now yours. Let's hear what, let's hear your highlights. Well, actually, I had a question. Um, oh yeah, you just you decided to bring up Dayton. I just wanted to I just wanted to hear why. I mean, they're a, a solid functional team in the uh, in the pioneer. No, they're not in the pioneer. I th- no, no, they are in the Pioneer. They're in the same as Butler. But I I just needed a team that was centralized to the MAC, and so I was just looking for, you know, Midwestern FCS teams that hadn't cratered in the last 15 years, and that was essentially just Dayton. It was, was, it was them. I was just or, curious. It was like them. I, I can't even pick one. Like an Eastern Midwest team. That wasn't Dayton. I really could maybe Eastern Kentucky, but like, yeah, I, I, I just chose to roll with Dayton. Putting that tight end in the league recently was a was a plus for him too. 
Good old old Dayton. Uh, that, that Troutman kid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, similar. I mean, I I think I yeah I had four no five five FCS schools I brought up. Uh, all the same as you. Uh, mostly, I mean, I had uh, James Madison going to the CUSA. Uh, I had uh, Jacksonville State to the Sun Belt uh, with Sam Houston State and also North Dakota State and Eastern Washington in the Mountain West. But um, other than that, uh, big boy moves. Uh, I just had fun and played around. And <laughs> with with the AAC, I decided to form just like this giant conference. I've ruined, I've ruined the AAC in my <laughs> I did see, but I did too. I did too. I took away all the important guys, uh, but I replaced them with (laughs) with uh, the rejects of the Power Five plus the best of the rest of the Group of Five teams, Uh, (laughs) which turned out into a crazy thing. Uh, Tulane uh, in the South would be Tulane, Tulsa, USF, Wake Forest, Vandy. Florida Atlantic in Coastal Carolina, which would be Jesus heck of a price. And uh, <laughs> in the north would be Navy, Pitt, Liberty, Rutgers, West Virginia, Marshall, and App State, which would be even more fun. Uh, that is a bananas conference. <laughs> it would be so cool. Uh, definitely will never, ever happen. No, no way. There took... I mean, there's literally only four AAC teams left, and they added one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten new teams. I uh, left absolutely. two. I left two original AAC members in mine. <laughs> you, you really destroyed them. Oh yeah, I, I plucked everybody. <laughs> um, outside of that, I really didn't make huge moves. I mean, I had like Colorado, Nebraska back to the Big Twelve. Um, Same. It would be logical for them to pick up SMU in Houston. Um, That's what I did. And Louisiana as well. Might as well mm-hmm. throw them in there. And Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa would be fine. I had Mizzou there just because I wanted total anarchy from the SEC. Um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, It'll be a chaotic time when it happens. It's a a really fun exercise. It really is a fun exercise just to play around, make some fantasy stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great time. Always fun to do that. Uh, Always fun to think about. But yeah, it's college football. (laughs) Well said. <laughs> That's all I can explain it as college football. You that know, is crazy. The, the best explainer. It's crazy. Honestly. Chaotic. Uh getting more predictable by the year, but Yeah, it's, that is the saddest part. We're not going to see any more 2007s. Nope. And that's what makes me want to jump off a bridge. Um Shame. <laughs> but anyways, uh yeah, I mean, this is this is obviously this has been a return. Uh, the to, proud, triumphant return. A proud, triumphant return. Um, I don't really know how long this is, right? I don't. Th- I still don't feel like it's super long. No, um, this is just a 
little welcome back. Yeah. Just, just a taste. Just a taste of a future uh, future year to come. Um, Previews coming up. Football is coming our way soon. Yes. Football is coming our way soon. Um, in terms of plugs, you know, we got a lot going on here at the Running Hook Podcast Network. Um, Alex and Dylan Basketball Power Hour, you know, they're always going to be delivering stuff. Uh, Insanity, Caleb and Bryce just dropped the NBA draft preview. Uh, Bryce went bananas on Sam Presti. Uh, <laughs> Circle City Cinema, uh, myself, is going to be on uh, one of the podcasts for the Wolf of Wall Street uh, favorite movies segment by Zach Griffith. Um, then there is also, of course, Battlegrounds. Um, there is us. We want to drop a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Uh, those things take a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of energy. Don't know when that'll drop, but hey, it is still there. Um, of course, there's also Divine Rhyme um, with Will Hawkset and Dylan Hughes and non-running hook plucks, facts and stats with J.D. Hall uh, from one so- <laughs> from one young <laughs> sold to another Dylan Hughes' book uh, great book you should pick it up and then the Den of Dorks with DJ Deke so again another great podcast in the books um, Brian I mean I, I hope you had fun with this this was, this was a good time Triumphant return I'm excited for the for the previews excited for a little maybe a little shoulda coulda woulda coming up soon now that I can get a Get a routine going up here. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Excited times. How'd you like it, man? So of course we want to thank uh, we want to thank the listeners, um, all like ten of you, and <laughs> we hope that you have a good night.